Hello everybody and welcome to Into the Smodown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and the Galaxy Geeks podcast feed. If you like what we talk about here on the show, give this video a like and subscribe to the channel. That way you can keep up to date with all the videos we have here on the channel. Also hit the notification bell, that way you'll be notified whenever a new Into the Smodown Galaxy comes your way. Also, if you like us on the podcast feed, give us a five-star review and comment on the video with your thoughts. We love to hear your thoughts. You can follow the Galaxy Geeks on Twitter at Galaxy Geeks one and on Instagram at GalaxyGeeksEL. With all that being said, I am your host, Elon McKegg, and joining me today, he is the Christian Harloff to my Mark Ellis. He is Luke Studdard. Luke, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. As you can tell, we've done different colors this week. We're a little bit more together than last week, because I felt like last week, since it was our first show on StreamYard... Mm -hmm. We were a little off. Yeah, we were we were trying to get adjusted to the new setting, and we're we're back to being normal. We're we're in and we're still in the new setting, but we're sort of like, okay, we understand how it works. Let us go. Which I us still have the normal? same. Yeah, yeah. Which I still have the same setup from last week because I just, whenever I'm in this location and not in my room, I I like the setup. I like the camera being a little off center, and yeah. Well, you just hate saying, you just hate the background. You just generally hate the background. Oh, I want you with a green screen so bad. It I know. So easy. I know, but that's probably never gonna happen. Well, I will say this though. Uh did you check out how well our interview did last week? Our interview with Jake Berlin did very great. Everyone went to give it some love. Jake gave it some love, a pocket flicks gave it some love, like so many people gave it love to share it around, to get people to watch it. And I wish I knew who some of the people who watched it were, because like when you look at the views, it's just a number. I would I love know. to see like the names to those numbers. That way I'll be like, Oh, like if, if Jillian Marie watched it, I'll be like, Oh, Jillian watched it. Or if uh, Molly Damon watched it, I'm like, Oh, Molly watch it. Like be able to be able to do all those stuff. That way I can acknowledge like, Oh, so many people watched it. Yeah. Well, it did very well. I honestly, it was a great interview. Would you like to go ahead and let them know who our next person we are interviewing? Maybe being released tomorrow. Yes, maybe being released tomorrow because we decided that we wanted this to come out a little bit early. Well, Luke decided it. I still wanted it to come out at the end of the month, but it is all right. It is all right. We are interviewing a good friend of mine who is actually a Snowdown question writer. We will be interviewing. Jeremy Adams. He is a question writer for the Smowdown, and he's a really good friend of mine. He actually reached out to me wanting to be interviewed, and we and I was like, "Sure, we'll go ahead. We'll we'll do this interview. If you really want it, we'll do it. Don't worry. We will." That see everyone who is involved with the Smowdown. If you just reach out to us saying you want to get interviewed, we will say yes. <laughs> Normally, the same day if we have to. Yeah, yeah. We will. We will definitely say yes. There is there is no doubt about it. We're not, um, what is it? Uh, desperate. Desperate. Yes. Yes. That's <laughs> probably what we are then. Never mind. <laughs> Look, we we're, I'm just happy that Jeremy decided, Jeremy decided to reach out and wanted to talk more about just in general, because I haven't spoken to him face to face in a while. It, cause most of the time when I see him, it would have been through the, um, trivia matches that I would do. And he would just be in the call as well. So, it's been a while since I've actually like spoken to him. So it's going to be fun speaking to him face to face again. And I know already Luke is interested in 
the oh, yeah. Smodown writing process. I know a lot of the fans are interested in the Smodown writing process. And I don't think PJ Campbell does a lot of interviews on the Smodown writing process. So um, some he does. He does with root of the question with Ben Bateman and Andrew Guy. Yeah. But like having someone else that's not PJ, who's like PJ's the head writer and he's sort of like the face of the writing team. Having someone else a part of the writing team, I think would be is going to be great to have. That way audiences oh, yeah. will have the second set, of, another set of eyes because they know PJ and they know Abby. So here's here's another set. Speaking of Andrew Guy, he's got me addicted to Clash, Clash Royale. Man. <laughs> I am so glad I'm not playing that now. Oh, it's so addicting. but It's, it's kind of fun, but it's just been fun just because I, I don't know. I like being part of the action army on there. <laughs> well, there you go. If you want to be a part of Clash Royale, Yes. Is that the game? If you want to yes. be a part of that, Luke is a part of it, so go ahead. Go join him. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been interesting, a, to say That's least. not a plug for Clash Royale. That is not a plug for Clash Royale. I'm just saying Luke is on it, and you can join him. <laughs> anyway, with that out of the way, with that banter out of the way, let's get into the show. And our first right. topic of the week, as always, is Rookie of the Week. Luke, show the beautiful people who is our Rookie of the Week. Our rookie of the week is. Go ahead and tell them folk, those folks. Um, the rookie of the week is Kim Taylor Foster of the Finstock Exchange. Now I know we said that we normally wait until they play to be to examine them as rookie of the week. Kim Taylor Foster did play. She was in the free for all. She had an amazing showing. She just hasn't had a singles match, so I want to showcase her. For rookie of the week and what does she do i know you're all asking yourselves she is an entertainment editor at fandom that is something that i think is easy to find also she wrote the book why we love the matrix oh so, that's cool so if you want to go get a book that she wrote why we love the matrix you can probably find it anywhere also she's just done a lot of stuff and it's great she's done a lot of entertainment stuff and she just she's just someone that I was looking up when I was trying to do my research for. Her. I was like, man, she's done a lot of stuff that I wish I could say I done, but she did it. <laughs> All that entertainment stuff. I'm like, man, she's been able to she's been able to interview The Rock and Kevin Hart. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, Kim Congratulations on all of the stuff you've been able to do in life cuz that's amazing. And I hope Maybe not this season, but maybe next season you'll be able to come back and play in the Schmodown. Maybe. Hey, with her free free for all showing, I guarantee we'll probably see her again. I really hope we see her again because she played so well. I remember when they put her in the free for all, and I'm like, I don't know what what's gonna happen. And then she she played like five great rounds, and I was like, man, I want her to stay. Yeah. Well, hopefully so. Yeah, she played great. But with that being said, in our acknowledgement of how Kim Taylor Foster should be playing more this season, let's move on to our player of the week. Luke, who is our player of the week? Our player of the week, and we'll dive more into this when we start talking about the matches, but it is Lon Harris. Lon Harris. I know a lot of people are thinking, why didn't you choose Dan Merrill or Robert Parker? That is our we'll rule. Dive into that. <laughs> well, 
again, our rule is if they win by TKO or by knockout, they will not be under consideration because that is not showing how good they are. That was showing how bad their opponent was playing. And so Lon Harris, this week in matches, was the only person that did not win via knockout or TKO. Now, if he would have won via knockout or TKO, that's when Luke and I would have had to scramble and been like, okay, we got to break our rule. (laughs) We got to break the rule. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our manager of the week. Yes, our manager of the week is Winston Winston Marshall. Marshall. Oh, why did I say Winston Marshall? Marshall? Okay, look, Winston, if you watch this episode and you look back and how Luke said Winston Martian, do not worry. He's not saying that you're the Martian Manhunter. He's implying it. But Winston Marshall is our manager of the week. He really managed... Um, he really, I think he really did great solid work for oh, Lon, yeah. making sure that Lon stayed focused and kept in the game. And then you see how Lon played. You, you, well, you, you saw how he played. Well, and we'll dive into it. Cause I've actually got some, some, some conversations for our recaps for these, these specific three matches. But honestly, the, of the matches, the other two matches, the manager did not do that well, or well, it wasn't needed. Well, I'll just say this. I want to add conversations to the managerial situation between <sighs> the matches that the dungeon were involved in. But well, that's not here yet. We're going to be talking about our first match on the match recap, which is... Lon Harris versus King Kong. There it is. It wasn't up yet. So yeah, Lon Harris versus King Khan. Look, this match is the match that really killed everything for me. Because you heard what I said on the... Oh, it um, messed you up bad. Oh, yeah. you. Everyone heard what I said on the um, tournament bracket breakdown on Spin for the Real. I was saying King Khan was going to beat Dan Merle in round number two. Well, King Khan didn't make it out of round number one. So. Nope. I am willing to admit when I am wrong. <laughs> well, Lon I was wrong. to me is such a good competitor, but he's also sneaky good. Mm-hmm. Where you don't, you don't know what he's going to pull or do because he's so unlikely to show his hand. Well, if you looked at the very beginning of round number one, Lon was not playing that well, and. In my opinion, I was like, my brain was going, okay, so Khan's definitely going to win this match because of how Lon was playing. But then Khan just dropped the last two questions and Lon was able to pick him up to yeah. end it even. Tie game at the end of round number one. I think it was it was either 5-5 five, five or 6-6. Six, six. I can't remember. Well, this is why I went with Winston for manager of the week because he kept lying the game. He kept reminding him, this is not the end of the game. It's not over yet. Keep going. Mm. We can win this. And to me, seeing someone who was starting out lower than the other, but keeping it in the game and keeping win and ending up winning, to me, that shows a good match, but also shows a good competitor and a good manager. So this match, strangely, was the main match for this past week where we really put a lot of emphasis on because they really both never gave up. Yeah, and also, 
also, we'll go into round two now. You would think that giving Khan 1970s was a good strategy. Uh, Khan, uh, Khan blew through the 1970s as if it was nothing, as if he was around when those movies came out. I was like, I was shocked that he knew all of that. Um, and Lon, what did Lon have in round two? Oh, wow, I can't remember. If y'all would, please. Please comment in the live chat below. We'll be we'll be watching live chat tonight. I am curious because I cannot remember. So if y'all would please let us know. Well, we'll, I think it's we'll, funny we'll, how you I think it's funny how you say live chat, but we don't have a live audience. Hold on, I, I can find out. True, but we will tonight. Oh no, that's not what I want. I want the wiki. Give me the wiki. Look, you oh, can. Yeah, I forgot. Schmodown has a wiki. Yeah, which is still technically under the Kaleido wiki, by the way. That's so weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Hold on. I can find it in easily. I just got to find the match on the wiki. And I'm doing all the noises so I can kill time. Lon Harris. Go away, Ad. Go to his most recent singles match. Against Khan mystery films, he had mystery. Oh, films. Okay, okay, yes. And he did pretty good in mystery films, but he was still like again. Lon and Khan played very evenly throughout this match until Khan got to his three pointer and five pointer, and Khan just dropped both of them. Hey, it happens. Some competitors, it just happens for him. That was the first time that he dropped his three and his five, and that was shocking to me. Because Lon was able to be like, I won. Yeah. Well. And then when he I, tweeted I, out that he was the player of the week, he was like, wait, I had a match. I'm like, yes, you did, Lon. Yes, you I did. It. I loved it. All right, let me ask you this, because this is actually an interesting question. Do you want Lon to say the delinquent, or do you want him to be the professor? What route <sighs> do you want him to be? I don't know. I just know that the way he plays his character, the delinquent, is hilarious. Yes. I but will say that I think his character works better live than suit than virtual because when you're virtual it's so, there's only so much you can do but then when you're live you can do the bits of oh no I I I'm going to go back to the trash can and Winston like no you're you're playing and you have to pull him back where is this one you're like I'm I have to be in front of a camera and do this match uh Yeah it's yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe that's that's that might be it. And maybe maybe as we're in studio more, we'll start seeing the delinquent's character work a lot more because he was actually when we first were introduced to him was amazing. Was yeah. Great. So so yeah. And saying that, let's go on and move on to this next very interesting match. It is Dan Merle versus Jessica Sloth. What you Sloth. Think? Sloth, why do I have You always do name? that with her last name. Jessica, I am so sorry. Luke just has a problem with your name. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It, it's not even that hard of a name. It's no, just, it's not. I don't know. I don't know why I keep saying Sloth went Sloth. No, it's Sloth, not Sloth. Is it Sloth? Oh, oh, yeah. Well. But you always say it weird. You're like, Jessica, Sloth. Like, why? Anyway, this was a very fun match to watch because it was even in round number one. It was 
it was at that point in round number one, I was like, wait, Jessica has a shot. Jessica has a shot. And like the entire time, I was rooting for Jessica to get the upset. Even though I picked Dan to win, I'm like, come on, Jessica, you got this. You got this. You got this. Get the upset. Get the upset. But ultimately, in the end, it was a few questions in round number two. Her using all of her repeats in round number one. That really cost her the match. That was... I, honestly, let me ask you this. Do you think... Yes, it got her the point, but do you think it was worth losing that repeat? Um, I don't know, because... The point that she got it on, she used two repeats to get it, and I don't know what happened there. But yeah, I again, it's an interesting match to look at, but ultimately in the end, it's good to see that Jessica was able, even without any repeats, she was still able to put up a fight. Yeah. Dan, to me, did not play his best this match. No, he didn't. And I think that was this, that the same can be said for the next match we're going to talk about. Where the winner oh, did not play, yeah. Where the winner did not play his best match, but yeah, this was this was an entertainment match. But I want to talk about the thing that happened at the end with Adam Witt being like, "Yeah, we got the win," and then Kaiser walking in and surprised that a match was even happening. So I predicted this. Um, I want to say a month ago or months ago when Adam Witt first started managing, I predicted it. I think Adam Witt is going to create his own faction and he's basically going to separate the dungeon next season. Yeah, I think the I think the dungeon is going to split in half. So because remember five and five. Mm hmm. But the the question is, who goes where? Hmm. I, I can already tell you right now, I think Ben Bateman goes with Adam Witt. Really? Yeah, because Adam has been with Ben during a majority of his matches. Well, all right. Let's actually, this is a cool breakdown to bring up. All right. We'll look at the each of the players for the dungeon. Let's start out with Dan. Who, who do you think he'll go with? I think he'll go with Kaiser. Let me go to... Uh, let me pull up their uh, their teams real quick. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have the current one and not the old one. Uh, it's the old one. So, I, I mean, if I miss one, we'll just talk about All right, Ro Robert Parker, who he's going with. Okay, this is the interesting one for me. Because you also got to think Kevin Smets is coming back next season. Yes. And if Smets comes back, I know for a fact Kaiser is going to want to keep Smets. Ooh, so you, that means you think Robert would you think he would drop Robert for Smets? Yes, because mm. you know Smets and Kaiser are close. So then yeah, it comes but, to the point. Hmm. Then it comes to the point with Adam. Who does he pick, Mara or Robert? I see think... so many things for the IG division for the dungeon that get like chalked up because I'm like. Okay, I know you can't have Robert and Mara in one faction, but then it's like Dungeon, I know Kaiser's going to get Kevin. So in that case, that's three. So that means who does Adam get? It's either Mara or Robert. I think it, it depends with Dan. All right, you've got Dan also. Who do you think Dan's going with? Oh, I already told you. I think Dan's going with Kaiser. 
then Mars going Kaiser. But Kaiser's the one that's picking, not the well, players. Yep. yep. So Dan, all right. You think Ben Bateman will go with? Rick. I think Ben's going with Adam. Okay, Mara, you think? It's up in the air. Her and Robert are up in the air for me. What about Molly? Uh, I can see Molly going with Adam for the simple I fact. Wit. I, I think Wit I mean, does Wit's a Star Wars competitor. You do realize Adam is also Wit. I know. Oh, sorry, I thought you said Kyle. Sorry. No. Um, I say Molly going goes with Adam because Adam was a previous Star Wars player, and I think you put a Star Wars player with a Star Wars manager, I think that works. Yeah. Like, yeah, I wouldn't right. be shocked. Hold on. I wouldn't be shocked if Adam is the one that manages Molly in the tournament. Well, who do you think Video Drew's going with? That's the interesting thing. Because then it gets to the point of if you put Video Drew in either Adam or Kaiser, she's teaming up with either Dan or, Dan or Ben. Hmm. So it's more like that- which which team do you want to see more? Video Drew Dan or Video Drew Ben? Here's an interesting one. Whitney. See, that's the thing. Like, there's only five players, and you got to have, like, a singles and a teams player. So that's two right there. You need to have a IG player. You need to have a Star Wars player. And then you just have a ringer. So it's like, you need to get the IG and the Star Wars player out of the way. And then you can get the other two and then who the ringer is. For their Star Wars, like, Adam is already a Star Wars player. And then we just put the other Star Wars player with Adam, or Molly with Adam. So then it gets to the point of, okay, are there any more Star Wars players available for the dungeon? Hmm. Here, here's something interesting. Uh, this is kind of a little off subject. The most pointless, somewhat talking point that we've had this year mm-hmm. has ended up being the Chris Jericho conversation. Yep. Because... He's not fine this year. No, I remember very early on when you and I were like, no, look, this is what's going to happen with Jericho and all this and all that. And then it ended up with, oh, Jericho's not even anywhere at all. Okay. I could, I could see Jericho playing at Spectacular, but that's going to be his only match. I hope they don't do that because that doesn't look good. Well, I mean, I can, I can see. Because how with how Jericho how busy Jericho is, I could easily see Jericho being the I only want to play in very big stadiums, which I don't like that mentality. But I think that's what might happen. I don't. To me, just I think it looks bad for him if he did that, and I don't think he actually would. Yes, he's busy, but to me, Jericho doesn't seem like that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he is. He's a very, from what I hear from just people in general, he is legitimately one of the nicest people around. And that could be because he's from Canada. I don't know. But I also want to see him play at least once this season. And if that means just having a regular exhibition match at Spectacular, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next conversation. Yeah, this entire... This entire conversation went from let's talk about Dan and Jessica to Adam versus Kaiser. Hey, it happens. All right, because again, actually, like in my opinion, that's what's going to happen next season. Like this match, like we saw the seeds of it in July when Kaiser first stepped away and that Adam had to step in. But then it's just become clearer and clearer. 
No. No, I don't disagree. I I will say this. Do you think do you think Wit in this match helped Dan or do you think he just didn't need him? It's it's one of those things when you're Dan Merle, like the goat, and you're just like, oh, he's playing a trivia match. I think it he may have needed a little help because he hasn't played a three round match in a while in like yeah. a long time while. So it's he might have had needed a manager to be like, hey, don't worry, it's a three rounder. It's okay. You still got this. You're still the champ. And I think that might have been it. Whereas Jessica with Kate, and I think Kate very much helped Jessica with this of how keeping her keeping her head like, hey, it's okay. You're playing Dan. That's fine. If he wins, you win. If you win, you win even more. Kate works really well with young competitors. Just kind because of, she's got that motherly feel to her, so that she's yeah. able to really help them feel better. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you very much right there. And I think, yeah. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to think of anything else. I just agree. I agree. <laughs> well, let's go on to this next match. It the is last match of the week. Robert Parker versus Ethan Irwin. What yep. a interesting match. Yeah. So, yeah. Robert did not play to Robert Parker standards. No, no. There was there was someone I watched. I watched. Um, I it might have been Point of View that said this, and just how Robert may not have played to the best because he might have just thought Ethan was a cakewalk. I and like, like a part know. of my brain, a part of my brain wants to say sure, but I know Robert. He doesn't take any match lightly, but at the same time, he went. Huh, I feel like if I was Kaiser. I would have very much pushed against him going to fi fantasy sci-fi in round number two. I think that might be the hardest one, uh, not the hardest, but it's one of the hardest slices to go with. Because it's because so broad. Getting, That's the broadest. It's broad and you're not getting franchises. Mm -mm. It's very, personally, this might sound weird to say this. I don't like the slice in inner geekdom. Hey now, watch it. Well, Inner Geekdom well, player here. I know, but I mean, and this is actually not me just, I just don't like that slice in Inner Geekdom due to the fact of being so broad. And Inner Geekdom but, to me feels like a franchise type trivia versus a general trivia. And it's, and that one is not like the other ones where you have specific franchises per se or or qualities about it well i think they added um they added fantasy sci-fi to help out try to broaden it a little bit that way they could have like like this match in particular so they can have people like ethan Irwin play in ig that way they can have more than just the same people over and over who are always in ig playing ig they want to be able to add some variety to the roster and having someone like Ethan Irwin play in this tournament and getting to round two to get a chance to play against Robert Parker, that is something that you'd never see. You would never see in previous seasons because the general movie trivia players would be like, "Oh no, the 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 categories are too narrow. They're not a. They don't help me at all." And that's sort of putting in 
fantasy sci-fi sort of helps like hey look you can you can try we're still gonna have the narrow categories but here's something to help you a little bit and i think that's why i enjoy having that category but i think robert made a mistake keeping with it i oh look, yes you know i would never say robert made a mistake but hearing his rationale for it and saying him saying like well like i'm still ahead if if anything, I can just check down to multiple choice. And I'm like, no, Robert, you should go for the kill. You should spin again. Go for a category that you know and not have to worry about. If you, if Robert would be able to say, oh, I got a knockout on Ethan Irwin. Sure, it's an IG, but he got a knockout on Ethan Irwin. Imagine what that says to people. Well, I think that the issue there was, for one, he wasn't listening to Kaiser. Kaiser was right. Kaiser was pushing back saying, I don't like this category. And it's not, it might, I don't know, it was weird. It was like he was afraid of another category on the wheel. But I don't think you go with this one due to how broad. Mm -hmm. you, all right, let me ask you this. This is an interesting question. In the Smowdown, and we can ask this to Jeremy as well. Do you go broad or do you go narrow? Because it, that, this year's been interesting. That is a very good question. I think if you're someone like Robert, who I know for a fact can destroy any category, and I say that knowing like what he did with fantasy sci-fi, but I feel like he could do the narrow categories very well. I just, again, it's one of those things of... I. I honestly think he needed to think long and hard. Like, I think this is a reason, and this could just be me. I think Robert could go like continuing with the dungeon talk. I could, I could see Robert going with Adam because Robert was just like, no Kaiser, I think we should do this. Like sort of saying like Adam would have agreed with me flat out. Yeah. But I, I don't, don't know. know. It was weird. It was weird. It was a weird, um, situation there i i don't know i think in this case for robert someone who is actually a incredible player mm -hmm. who does very well in the inner geekdom and is a top level player he these decisions are what in the past has lost him massive matches do you think robert struggles with listening to his manager that's a good question. I occasionally, I think he does. If he wants to win this tournament, not only does he have to listen to his manager, he has to think about every single category and go, oh, which one is best suited for me? Not one of those, oh, I'm ahead, so I can take the risk. Like, no, you. he needs to be full mindset of, I'm in the match. And... Again, this could just be because he was playing Ethan to where he thought, oh, this match is probably going to be the easiest match I ever have, so I may go a little bit... I may take more risks with Ethan. I think when it comes to the next match, whether it be Saul or Moose, in the live setting, five rounds with the buzzer, I can tell you for a fact, Robert is going to be taking it a whole lot more seriously. And like to echo, and I know a lot of the times now I'm just echoing what point of view have to say but they said if either um 
Robert, Saul, or Moose want to win to beat Mike, they need to be on their biggest A game. And yes. this match did not show Robert on his A game. Saul's match against Chant or Saul's match against Brandon did not show Saul on his A game. Moose's match against Chant did not show Moose on his A game. They need to improve to go up against Mike because Mike is playing at a crazy level right now. So are you already assuming, are you already going with Mike over Amaru? I hate to say yes, but yes. For the simple fact of, again, Mike is on his A game. Amaru has never played a five-round match before. And sure, he can have time with the buzzer all he wants, but... That speed round. Yeah. Man. That speed round, if Amaru does not have that speed round on, like, in his pocket, he has lost that match. Because yeah. Mike, because oh, yeah. just watch the Mike and Chundru match. That proves how great of a player Mike is. And I'm sorry, if they, if Robert, Saul, Moose, or even Amaru want to beat Mike, they need to make sure their play is at S tier. Not A tier. They need to be in an S tier because Mike is currently playing S tier. Is honestly, this is the reason why I would have put Mara in the tournament over Robert. Quite possibly, but again, I think the dungeon really want Robert to play for the title. I think that's their ultimate goal. They want to be able to say Robert has played for the title, and Robert's going to get five a five round experience at. Um, at the cantina during the title match. He's going to, him and whoever his opponent's going to be, is going to be a five-round finals. So he's going to have that experience. But he's only going to have one match in it where Mike has had multiple. So Robert will be able to see Mike play for the title, and he'll be able to play in the five-rounder. So Mike, so Robert or Saul or Moose, whoever wins, they're going to have the biggest scouting game in their finals match because Mike will later play for the title against Amaru. They need to be paying attention. They need to be on their S-tier game. Sure, Robert won via TKO. If he would have picked any other category in round number two, he could have won via knockout. That's the difference. That is the difference. Well, let me ask you this. Outside of just Robert, I'm just saying in the inner geekdom in general, who would you say is at Mike's level? At Mike's level, as of yes. right now, no one. I feel like Mar. I feel like Mar is the closest, but even then, like Mike is playing different than Mara did. Like you well, can no, look, I'll, you can well, look back at their title match. Mike was playing at a peak level there. Yeah, but even there, though, I felt like Mara was more of a a equal to Mike in that match. Yeah, and if she came back, I think she could beat Mike because she is at that level. She was still young to the different categories and she was doing great. Think of this, how how much time she's had to study to go into a match against Mike. Yeah, but we'll never know because it's Robert, not Mara. I know, I know. That's That's the problem when you have so many IG players on your team you have to pick and choose. If Mara was on the usual suspects, we would be seeing Robert versus Mara. I can already tell oh, you that right now. Easily. 
do you think Mara should have went to the usual suspects instead of the dungeon? No. You don't think so? Because the dungeon wouldn't have let her go. Nah. Nah, probably not. Because Mara was the first person drafted overall to the dungeon, and then they would have had to have gone, during the three free agency, gone through an entire trading thing, and the dungeon were not going to let go of Mara, no matter no. what. No. That's true. So, let's go ahead and move on. I mean, we've had our great conversations, but let's yeah. move on to uh, the recap. Well, before, Ethan tried his best. He tried his best. Hey, round two. Great. I he know, played. but round two got Wizarding World, and he just didn't know it. He just didn't Those know are the tough questions too. Oh yeah, some of them weren't as tough to me as they were to Ethan. But again, like I still needed multiple choice on a few of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm saying that. Let's move on to the next one. This is our first round this week. It is Saul versus Moose Hawes. Yes, this, this is match. predictions. You know, I'll I'll start it. It's hard for me to choose. Because Moose is sneaky good. Yes. Like, when he went up against Chance, you and I were both like, oh yeah, Chance is going to win. Moose comes out with a TKO win. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Mm. I don't know who to choose. Like, because Saul has been dominant. But again, uh -huh. Moose is sneaky good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a but, hard match. Yeah. This is probably going to be the hardest one to choose in my opinion, this week. Well, no, this is the second hardest. Um, ultimately, just because of how dominant he's been, I'm going to pick Saul, because Saul has three knockouts under his name, two legit knockouts, and one technical knockout. So I, I just feel like Saul, like the heavy favorite is Saul. Moose has to climb up a hill. I can see Moose doing it, but the safe bet is Saul. So I'm choosing the safe bet, Saul. I is it bad? Oh man, this one's hard. This one's really hard because Saul has been playing at a different level. He's been playing great, and Moose also. Wow, that he is sneaky good. Yes, like I went with Chance, and I shouldn't have. Yeah, same. I, Again. If Moose wins, Ugh. I won't be shocked. No. I... But, like, I feel like this, this tournament was designed to have Saul versus Robert. Yeah, I... Ugh. But I don't know. Moose has been breaking every single bracket. I think I'm gonna go with Moose. That is uh, fair. That is I, fair, my friend. I mean, I need a point, and... I, yeah, because we tied and we both went up. Yeah, I need a point for to try and get out of my hole. And, You're in such a big hole. Oh, I know, I know. I I gotta go with Moose. That is fair. That is fair. All right, what's the next match? Next match is Eric Zippard versus Janine. You're you're first. This week, I'm going Janine. Janine is. Once again, very sneaky good. She is a great competitor. I don't know if she's gotten the... I don't know. Janine's so different because they they give her a lot of appreciation, but she just doesn't get the, the, the limelight this year that she has in the past. 
and Eric Zipper, kind of the same way. Both of them have been kind of quiet this year. You've not really you've seen them play, but not very much or not in the limelight like other years. So I think I'm leaning towards Janine. This is nothing against Zipper. This is probably going to be the hardest match he plays and ever. I think this is the hardest match he's ever going to play just for the simple fact of Janine is on a different level this year. If she plays the way she played against Marisol and how she played in that team title match with Jeff, Janine is winning this easily. And I'm picking Janine because I feel like Janine has the ability to continue on into this tournament. Whoever, if she, when she, if she wins, she's going up against either Mike or Paul Walter Hazard. And I see Janine picking up the victory in this in this match. Well, all right, the next one, Brittany versus James White. Who you got? I think I, know I said this. For. I said this in the spin from the reel. I'm I'm one of the few people probably that has not been impressed by James White um, in general. So I'm and I'm still not. By the way, I'm picking I'm picking Brittany Young because her. Knockout victory over Clee Wiggins very much, very much proved something to me, and I could see Brittany picking up the victory again. It probably won't be by knockout, but it'll. I think it'll be a very close match. I agree. Actually, I go with Brittany Young. James White to me, he's not a bad competitor, but he, he's kind of. I don't know if they've got his character figured out yet, and so I always kind of forget because he's not. They the character work helps people be remembered in the showdown. Like if you have a great character and you're really good, then you will be remembered in the showdown more and more. And hopefully, as time goes on, he will. It's just in the moment with his character the way it is, I kind of forget about him sometimes. Not in a mean way, just it happens. I just think it's funny that so many people. I watch the. Again, I watch POV. Such a great show. Go watch POV, people. They bu- they all pick James. And I was like, but why? Why? What's so great about James? Well, that, that's been kind of how it's been since the very beginning. That everybody kind of put so much on James. I feel like if he loses this match. so much from him. Go ahead. You cut out oh, for me, no, so I didn't. You cut out for me, so I don't even know what your full thought was. Oh, oh, my thought was basically just, I just feel like it with James White. His, he's just he needs that that boost or something. But everybody just expects so much from him, and I'm afraid that puts more on him due to everyone putting so much on mm. him. I feel like if he loses this match. He's going to lose a lot of stock, especially for next season. Which, again, next season is going to be... Whatever it is. Next season is going to be factions with only five players and then a lot of free agents playing in the world, in the Old West. So we'll see if James ha- will have enough stock after this match. He'll have enough stock to be put in a faction, be kept in the Old West, or... Because FCL is being the exclusive online place or the exclusive virtual place, if James White will be exclusively the FCL, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Well, 
here is the conversation, the match of the week. The we don't even match to pick. Yep. I wanted to call up Thomas Harper and see if he wanted to join us talking about this match, but. Whew. So it's so it is Smodown versus. I I had a guess it was going to be Smodown versus. Yeah, it's the Hunter Andrew Demolanta versus the Major Thomas Harper. This is the hardest one for me to choose, but with us interviewing Thomas Harper, with me seeing how he's been playing, seeing his connection to everyone and the hard work he's putting in, I. I'm going to go with Thomas Harper and that's no shade against Andrew Dimmel until like I, he, he could easily win this. I, I, I don't know. This is such a hard match to pick. They're both, they're both legends in my eyes. I think Thomas Harper has moved himself into the legend category. And so I think this match is going to be the most difficult match Thomas Harper has ever played, but I think, think he's gonna come out with a win okay so if we look back and i'm never gonna say the star wars questions are easy i'm never going to because they are so hard to a layman like myself they are so hard but the the questions that were asked when thomas was first playing were a little bit easier compared to how they are now like, if you look back at the Laura Kelly versus Andrew DeMolanta match, so many of those questions were so hard. So hard. Even harder than normal. And I got lucky if I got even one point in the original run. And that was when Thomas Harper was playing. Andrew has been able to play three title matches. Once winning it. Twice defending it. Thomas was able to have the experience of being in a five-round format. So this is a toughie because then you got to bring down to... I don't want to say who wants it more because they both want it. They yeah. both want it. So it's... Oh, man. I mean, remember, Demolanta wants to beat Alex Damon's defense record. He wants to be the number one. And if he can beat Alex Damon's defense record, then he's number one. That's his goal. How many times has Damon defended? I think he's defended four, I think. I think it was a four four defense. If Andrew defends it, this will be his third one. Yeah. Uh, Look, we interviewed Thomas. He's such a nice guy. He He is an amazing person to talk to. The major is amazing. Um, mm. However, though Thomas has been on a hot streak, Andrew has also been on a hot streak. He has proven himself against Damon twice when no one else has been able to do that. He was able to get a loss back from Laura Kelly from years ago. Like, this has been Andrew's year, in my opinion. Like, Andrew has been able to prove himself against everyone and anyone. And I feel like he's going to continue doing that. I am picking Andrew DeMolanta for the win. Man, I mean, I don't blame you, but my thoughts on Harper on this one is he's very calculating. 
and he studies his competitors as much as he studies the questions. Because you saw that with the Evan match with Gold Leader. He was playing against not just the questions, but he was going after Gold Leader as well. Well, Andrew does uh, that does that as well. Like whenever you look at it, like you cannot tell me that Andrew has not watched everything to do with Thomas Harper. He is making sure that if he can find any weakness, he can find it. And he's probably looking at every single match that Thomas has had that has had Thomas missing a question and just studying it and being like, okay, let's see. And just studying it. And look, Thomas is his miss his missing record is so small. But I feel like with how the questions have changed, that's going to be a little bit wider in this match. And or Andrew could just be, okay, this guy doesn't miss. I have to make sure I don't miss. And Andrew's probably been studying just as hard as Thomas Harper. And that's why Thomas Harper wasn't in Dragon Con this year yeah. because he wanted to make sure he won this belt and his Damn. focus has been on the title. So again, this is a toss up. This is a coin flip, just like the Saul and Moose match. This is a coin flip. In I my think opinion. this one's more than that one. I know, but both matches are coin flips. Like when it comes to difficulties, I look at it as like to choose a win. I look at it as this match, Saul Moose, Brittany James, zipper Janine. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, but again, I could see, I could see both of them coming with the win, but for some reason, my brain is like, I see the champion retaining because I think he, like, he is committed to keeping the title. He has done the one thing Alex Damon hasn't even been able to do defended multiple times in a year. <sighs> then again, Damon never even got a shot to defend it multiple times in a year because the roster for the Star Wars division. Was so small. Yeah, so now small. it's now it's uh, it's, it's just some. I can't wait for a Star a Star Wars match. I've missed yeah. the Star Wars division. Yeah, and then this match will determine who we get for the tournament. If Thomas wins, we're getting Eric Whiteley. If or no, if Thomas wins, we're getting Ross from nowhere in the tournament. If Demolanta wins, we're getting Eric Whiteley. This match determines the position. This Wait, I have a question. Is this match live or, or or is this in studio or is this I think this is virtual. Is this virtual? Yes. Because if okay, this would have been matters. because if this would have been in the cantina, they would have like advertised this out of the wazoo. Like, oh not like, oh, you're not only getting this title match, you're getting this title match as well. Do you think it's already been recorded? Yes. Yeah. Based off of the interview that we had with Thomas Harper, I think it was very close to getting recorded. Really? Yes. Well, in saying that, let's go on. Let's go ahead and do our, our outros. I think we've, Wait, we've had an... There is one topic that we need oh, to discuss. Yes. Oh, it man. was. I forgot about this. It oh. was very... Well, I say breaking news, but it was like two hours, almost three hours ago when it happened. So recently on Twitter, Jeff Snyder um, came back to Twitter for a little bit and he announced that not only was he um, released from Collider, but also that he is retiring from the Schmodown. Hmm. And it's not to say it's going to be hard to see Snyder go. It is going to be hard because he's like one of the staples 
in the Smowdown at this point, it's weird to see a majority of the OG, which, again, I'm sure, like, removing the previous match he had, like, moving that to the side, and with how his reaction was, I'm going to hate seeing Jeff Snyder leave. Jeff Snyder was a great personality. He was a great character. He was someone that I was excited to see in matches. And I think a little bit that's why I was disappointed with how he acted in the match against Chance because I just love seeing him play. And it's going to be amazing, or it's going to be sad. Amazing is the wrong word. It's going to be sad to see him go and never see another Jeff Snyder match. I'm going to legitimately miss Jeff Snyder. I don't think we'll... I think we'll see another match from Jeff. He's not going to be a staple in the showdown, but I see him coming back one day because people really want him to at least come back. I think you're going to see a reunion match, one more match with the Patriots down the road. I, I think that will happen. I think it's going to be a while. I Because no one's ever truly gone. The only one who's technically gone is Rachel, but I think if Rachel had the time, I think she'd come back in a heartbeat. Well, Clark Wolf is gone. Then, But I think Clark's coming back. I, Possibly. the way that they kind of talked, and I think it'll happen next year, but I think, Clark, you're going to see her in some capacity. I will say this. This hurts Roxy. That's mm-hmm. for sure. And I think the reason why Jeff felt comfortable announcing it now is because we're, we're winding down the season. The season's almost over. And so it really, and his season is done. His season's done. So he's able to say, Oh, I'm going, I can announce my retirement because my season is done and Roxy's not going to need me anymore this season. And again, it's going, it's going to suck not seeing Snyder anymore. Cause Snyder, Snyder was a great personality. He was a great person to see whenever, like whenever you would hear Jeff Snyder is about to have a match, you're like, okay, we're going to get two things. One, we're going to get a great match. Two, we're going to get a great personality. We're going to have a very fun, entertaining match to watch. And that's going to be sad to see that go. It's sort of like John Roca when Roca basically, I don't know if he said, like he never officially said that he was retiring, but he basically said, I'm going to be stepping away from the Smowdown. I'm not going to be as involved as I have been. So it's just one of those things where two people that I very much love watching are not going to be back as prominent as they were this year, next year. And that's sad. It's sort of the same with Draco When Draco had to step away, it's like a lot of the mainstays from the original, like, again, how I talk to you. I talk to you about how there's three eras in the Smowdown. And some of the main staples from the first and second era are gone. Or are leaving. Who do, you, who do you think will be the last the last person to leave the Smowdown from the original era? Well, I look at it, I see it as two people. Two people are going to be the last. I think it's going to be Bibiani and Dan. Like, they're going to be the last people. Over Ben? Over. Well, Ben's not from the original era. Well, I kind of sort of count him. Ben is, again, like when I think of the original era, I mean like seasons one, two, and three. 
in season three. Wow. Ben didn't didn't Ben didn't start playing until season four. I thought it was he he premiered in season three. Nope, he debuted in season four with Team Action. Okay. Well, I count. I also count season four too because we don't have as many of the the competitors from season four as we once did. Well, again, like I again, I just see Ben Bateman is gonna still be playing. But again, you when you ask for the original era, I look at the first era and I don't put Ben in that category. Ben's in the second era where the characters really start because you remember how I taught you era one. Is like a, just a bunch of friends playing. Era two is when the character stuff really started, and then era three is the current era that we're in. And Ben's in fits in that second era where the character stuff really started. But then, like the first era, the era that we're talking about right now, are sort of like the friends who have been playing. So Dan and Bibiani are going to be some of the last two because Dan is the champion. He's probably. Or like Dan, when I say the champion, I mean he is the person that is somehow always the champion. So that, and also Bibiani is currently with Brendan Meyer, so that team's going to be going on for a while until Bib says I can't go on anymore. You need to find a new partner. So yeah, it's going to be one of the one of them. They're going to be the last ones to leave after that. Well, no, because Mike debuted at the end of season three, near the end of season three. So it could be Mike. Could be Mike. I think it all depends on Mike, what happens with Mike when if he gets a huge acting role and just can't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, what if, do you think it happened? If Mike gets Hal Jordan, then... I want that so badly. Just I that. mean, everyone wants it at this point. But yeah, like it's, again, it's going to suck to see Jeff go, but... When he he wanted to go, so I just wish that we could have. I understand scheduling and people's lives and stuff like that. But I re- wish Jeff could have gotten like a fair, a good farewell, and not mm-hmm. a Twitter post. I mean, he'll probably get a farewell at Spectacular, but we don't know. I hope so. I, I hope they do something, or they might not. You know, Jeff. Jeff's kind of. I'm so curious when they're going to finally introduce the Hall of Fame or like the Hall of Fame of the Schmodown because because we're in season we're about to be in season nine and sure a lot of the players that were in the beginning are still playing but it's still nice to acknowledge the people that are no longer playing anymore like your Makugas or your Grey Drakes or your Rachel Cushing's who are just like, oh, you can tell they're not playing anymore. So it's very much, okay, when we need to start putting up a Hall of Fame to get ready. Even yeah. if it's just even if it's just one of those um three people per year. Three people per year. That way you can have more people for the later years. But like three people a year Hall of Fame. I'm I don't know when they're gonna start doing that. Maybe Maybe at the start of season 10, they'll start putting a Hall of Fame together. But I don't know. Like, wait until the whole number of season 10 starts. But that was the that's just the regular news, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, that is the end of our show. Luke, how do you think this weekend matches went? It's it was Last week was a slower week because we only had three matches. This week is going to be massive, especially with that Star Wars match. 
I can't wait till this week. We're gonna have you're gonna have reactions all week. I will probably have a trailer reaction sometime this week because you know how it goes. There's always yeah. something. Normally Tuesdays. I've noticed Tuesdays um, yeah. trailers normally get released, and that's just what happens. Normally Tuesday. Normally Tuesday. Where can everyone find you on the social media bubbles? Just, just if you see, basically, I'm always on the Galaxy Geeks Twitter or the YouTube. Just contact me there. Um, we are going to do once again trailer reactions, movie reviews. We just got done reviewing Chang Chong Chi. If Eli doesn't kill me for my pronunciations, because he I mispronounced it during the review, and I'm very disappointed. <laughs> also, tomorrow we should be releasing our interview with Jeremy Adams, which I cannot wait. That's I'm excited to get his process on question writing, how he goes about it, how he looks at a movie to decide what kind of questions he's going to get from that. It should be a great interview. It should be fun. And, yeah, I mean, I don't have much else except I'm just excited for this week. And if y'all would, just please uh, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already because we're trying to grow this more and more. Yeah, and you can follow me on social media, um, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Funny how I use Twitter last. Um, but you can follow me on all social media at Mr. Eli Mac. And YouTube also at Mr. Eli Mac. I tried to do trailer reactions. I really did try to do a James Bond trailer reaction, but again, my internet was like, no, I don't want to work. And I was like, all right, then never mind. Um, but my yeah, my sound was so off on that one. Yeah, yeah, it, I just, I just, I just didn't even try ultimately at the end. But anyway, um, you can follow me on social media at Mr. Eli Mac. You can probably find, find me everywhere. And yeah, that's been our show. I've been Eli Keg. That's been Luke Stuttered, and I hope you all have a great rest of the day.